Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Resilience Live. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, and for April is Earth day and the whole month we're going to be celebrating and I know Cindy's over there you guys going to see her but she's like pumping it up <laughs> I don't know how to describe that movement but pumping <laughs> because this is your thingy you know this is your topic this is what you love and passionate about and if you guys have not guessed yet we're going to be talking about earth and how it it is like a healer for many of us. And if we think about ancestors and where we come from, a lot of our ancestors honored the earth in a very different way that we care about nowadays. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Without any further ado, Cindy Rodriguez, thank you so much. And before I go there, sorry, <laughs> I know how I met Cindy. So I met Cindy a wheel grow about two years ago. Was it two years mm -hmm, ago? Mm -hmm. Two years ago. And she had a booth there and we talked and she was talking about how she is doing this amazing hiking and journaling, like self-discovery healing. And I was like, that sounds very interesting and very loving. It was when I was starting my own, okay, I can hike kind of thingy because <laughs> I'm getting more into nature and all that in that way. But I was like, this is so nice and connecting back to our roots in many ways. So that's why I was like, when I was thinking of who can I have for this episode, I was like, how can I find Cindy? I hope she says yes. But thank you so much for saying yes. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I was very honored because I remember I'm a fan of your work. So to be on your show is, is definitely an honor. So thank you. Yes, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how did we meet? We all grow really connected me with some wonderful people. And I'm thankful. I remember the moment that I was talking to everybody about it, like it felt really real there. It really felt real because I had just launched a year prior and I had just made it official that year. You know, I always tell people reclama wasn't called reclama at first. And reclama, of course, means reclaim in Spanish. And the reason I call it that is one, I needed the word to remind me of my why. And my why is that like nature and journaling and community, like those instantly bring me back to like my core self every time. You know how they're like, there's different modalities, things you try and you're yeah. like, oh, this is good for my spiritual. This is good for my mind. This is good for my spirit. These things are good for all three for me, even deeper than that. So when I realized that I was at a point where I was like, I want to share this. I want to commune with other women in, in nature about this. Like, I was a little scared at first because I thought, who's going to come? Like, this is just me out of nowhere <laughs> because by training, I'm a journalist, I'm a writer, I'm an editor. Like I've had a podcast too. Like, that is the core of my world. And now kind of stepping out was, I could see some similarities, but it definitely was a game changer. And it's been one for myself and sharing it as well. Yeah. Thank you. And I know you kind of answer basically like oh, a little bit about you and your work, <laughs> but in general. Your company's name is Reclama, and now it's a baby that's been for two years, three years? About three years, yeah. It's in the simplest of terms. It's spiritual hikes and retreats for women of color. 
At first, I wanted to say I had it open to everyone, but I can't speak to everyone, not genuinely, not authentically. So then I closed it down to like women of color. And then that's when things started to flourish, like I think within me and then within others, because then people started to get even more comfortable in nature. So it's definitely on purpose. I think a lot of people ask me still about the women of color thing. And then other people ask, like, what sparked that? So it's definitely, it's like a safe space. It's a safe space for women out in nature. If you've never been hiking, I'm your girl. I'm really good with first time hikers. I feel like my superpower is to make people comfortable in nature. And I know like if you don't have a first time experience out in nature, it's very unlikely you're going to go back. <laughs> and that to me, it's so like, true. oh, yes. And to me, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, don't get scared because I'm I know all the benefits. I feel it. I see it like this is like I it's a big part of my life. So for someone to get turned away and scared, I'm like, no, because all I see is like, there's Medicina in here. Wait, don't run. <laughs> don't run. <laughs> um, I can set you up on an easy, chill hike. So it's made a big difference in my world in terms of, like I said before, like mind, body and spirit. So being able to share that and seeing how people leave better than they came in is just like proof. Like, OK, I'm not nuts. Like this is beneficial in many ways. Yeah. But thank you for sharing that. It made me reflect. My first experience mm-hmm. in camping yeah. was actually in upstate New York in the summer. And I was part of a summer camp. I was a counselor and they made us like experience it because then they were going to do it with the campers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the place that they set up for us to sleep had a lot of roots. There was like trees around it. So it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We placed our thingy to sleep. What's the name of it? The tent? The, no, 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 they didn't want to do a tent. Oh, you did some rustic, rustic camping. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my, okay. I come like from sleeping bag? No. Like sleeping yeah. bag in the stars. Sleeping bag in the stars. So we set up all our sleeping bag. And this is my first, first, first experience camping ever. Because my parents are not, I was like 22, 23 around there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we set up our sleeping bags. And then we go to a fire to do a fire. And that was fun. I was like, this is so amazing. We ate s'mores. I had the s'mores for the first time. And then the banana thingy for the first time. That, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then when we went back to go to sleep, our <laughs> sleeping bags were filled with bugs. This is New York, upstate New York, summer, June. Whoa. We're filled with like little spiders and stuff. So we all had to clean that and kind of like, can we go back to our little bunks? No, we <laughs> here. So the whole night I couldn't sleep. There was, I remember there was one camper in my group that he was from Israel and he just came from the military and he was the whole night we would like wake him up and he would just wake up and kill whatever was near us. It was bad. Like (laughs) as soon as the sun came out, as soon as the sun came out, we just went back to our bunk bed. So then when somebody else would tell me, let's go camping, that's the image. I have redeemed myself and have had great experiences. And now I'm like, I was asking my husband, can we go camping with the kids? And we're like, we don't have any, but I'm like, maybe we can get it. So, but yes, you know, you can, but your first experience can definitely mark you. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that you came back, that you, you know, you saw the light, that this had to be good. (laughs) You're just going to try it again. Yes. Yes. It was forced. (laughs) The second time was forced because we had, as far as counselor, I had to like do again. And that night, because the kids were getting bitten, so much by mosquitoes and then they would like get infected then they were like okay let's do tents and I'm like thank god like why would you put kids 
in upstate New York in that weather. And it was hot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But oh, I, I was wow. able to sleep that night well. And then, yeah. But oh, <sighs> so, I can sympathize. One of my first, I can't, my mom. I love her. She has always been La Aventurera, the adventurous one who would be like, we're going to the beach. We're going over here. We're going. She would take me. And to me, that was normal. And I didn't know it was not normal for my neighborhood and where I grew up, very urban, very immigrant dominant, you know, very family oriented here as well. And I didn't know that that was a rarity in this area until like I brought my friends with me and be like, oh, my mom wants me to bring a friend or two because we're going to go camping or we're going to go to the beach or we're going to do. And they were like, what is this? Like, you guys do a lot of stuff. Like you pack up the car and you just go. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like what my mom does, even if it's spending a day out barbecuing, like by the river. So I miss that a lot, a lot, a lot. And where was that? That's just like growing up here. I live in New Jersey, but I'm very close to New York. So I'm very close to a lot of parks and, you know, things like that, Mm -hmm. things off the river. So very convenient, but it's almost like, People in my neighborhood, because I'm actually back in my neighborhood now in Jersey, it's like it's like they forget it's there because they don't use it enough. And every time I talk about the parks that are closest to us, they're like, oh, huh, that's interesting. I should try that. And I'm like, wow, it's the exposure. Like, they're just not exposed. But yet when they talk about going back home, que me voy a Mexico, que me voy a Santo Domingo, like, they're always talking about el campo. They're talking about the, the nature aspect. And I'm like, if you enjoy it there, which I can relate, I enjoy Peru's yeah. nature, naturaleza, like, to the fullest when I'm there, then why not try it here? And that's kind of what sparked, like, mm. the initial thing of Reclama, because I had, I was going to Peru, like, every year. And I loved it. And I'm very thankful for that experience because I have a connection to not only like the land, but like my family there and our, you know, everything. And then when I couldn't go for like seven years, that was a big deal because I would go every year, like without fault since I was like a year old. And then I, that's when I found myself like doing more nature, like stuff here. I started to hike here. I started to go by myself. I started to say like, you know, maybe the reason that I go to Peru and I, I have such an amazing time when I come back is that I'm just so grounded. Like, where else do I just take off my shoes and walk around land and look at the river and maybe sit in a tree? Like, that's not something I do here. And so I saw that it was missing in my life. I didn't realize at that time that it was spiritual. And it was then that at like 2017, like I had just lost my job and leave it up to me to see the positive. I'm like, oh, que bueno, I have time to travel. <laughs> That's a great way of seeing it. Yeah. If you work in media long enough, you've gotten laid off like once or twice because it just happens. Budget cuts, Mm -hmm. all these kinds of things. And so I was like, wow, I have a car. It's new. I have time. No one's going to hire at the end of the year. Put in all my applications and just go. I drove for like three weeks around the country because I just thought if I can't make it to Peru this year, especially like now. And I, I had plans to go to Peru. Like that was already in the books. But I'm like, I have like a month and a half of nothing. I'm going to go get to know this country. And I don't really know this country as well as I probably could or should. And so I drove from Jersey to Chicago through the Dakotas. I hit up Minneapolis as well because I love Prince. And um, <laughs> I drove and I hit the Badlands National Park. I went through Wyoming. Like I just... I had like an epic time by myself and I didn't know I could. And it wasn't until I hit like a little bit more, like some more national parks on the road, like maybe a week into the trip that I was like, this is like a spiritual journey in itself. 
I'm just going to natural land. I'm having time there by myself. I'm journaling. I'm driving. I'm singing in the car. I'm getting to know myself in ways I had no idea about. And I think halfway through the trip, yeah, about halfway, my friend met up with me for a few days and we went down to like Utah, New Mexico and Arizona, drove to Texas, came back up through New Orleans. I dropped her off. I kept going by myself. And it was a good like three weeks on the road. And I just came back. I always tell people, I'm like, don't ever like negate a tiny idea that you feel very passionate about, but feels underdeveloped. That's why I say like, write it down, like write it all down. Because I wrote down nature writing and women. And till this day, I'm like, I believe in the power of like post-its and visualization and putting it up so you can see it and have that idea develop. Because had it not been for just me being super passionate about something that was kind of, it didn't mean anything at the time, but I know I wanted to do it. I don't know if Reclama would have happened. For me to try to like share this experience with others, I don't know if it would have happened like that. And then right after that road trip, I went to Peru for two weeks because that trip was already scheduled. I wasn't going to cancel it. And then that's what really solidified everything. I got to go back to like hang out with my family, hang out on my grandparents' land and just like be there. And then coincidentally, my friend joined me and I got to show her Peru through my eyes. And I'd never done that before, really. So it was like a very different experience. And then I just thought she was like, you are like, I feel like yourself 100% of the time in this space because I know you and I know you in Jersey and I know you now in Peru. And I just feel like this is like, wow, like I'm seeing you for real, like shine all the time here. I'm like, wow. So hearing that from my best friend was a game changer. And I came back and I was inspired and I thought I have to make this happen. And then that's when I started testing it out. I started testing a like one day retreat, calling it like outdoor writing retreats. <laughs> It's very literal. And we, <laughs> yeah. and, but late, but like, because a friend told another friend and a friend, like everybody was like, I'm in, like, I'm in, like, I need this. I haven't done this or it's been so long. Or my favorite one is I do that when I go on vacations, but I don't do that at home. Why don't I do that stuff at home? And so I was like, I totally feel all of that because I've been there and it's been It's been like the main reason, I think, to keep going, because like as I expose others to like how I don't know, I don't know how to explain friendly nature can be. It's not as scary as as it comes off. Like you don't need everything to get started. You maybe need a few things as I kind of walk people into that experience in the outdoor space. They keep going back and they'll send me pictures like, oh, I brought my mom to this hike or like, look, me and my tias are here, like where you brought us. And that makes me so happy. Like. If I had the capacity, I would be reposting that stuff all the time. But it's just like a one woman show right now. But it's a beautiful thing because like basically what in turn happens is that the more you get exposed to nature, the more sound you're going to be, the more peaceful, the more centered. It just does that naturally. Right. And then the other part is that like people share it. People want to share that experience with others. And I love that. And at the end, Pachamama wins because I don't think that people are going to protect something they're not connected to. And I think that's the spiritual aspect of it. Like, why would you protect the park you're not connected to? Tu nunca fuiste. Like, this is, you've never been there. You really don't have a connection to it. But if you start going and that's your pastime and that becomes your peace and now you share it with family, that park has a very different meaning now. And now that's the way it should be. And when I tell people, I'm like, it's not like a resource. Like, nature is not a, you are nature. It's just that you haven't really taken a step back to see that, you know, we're all a part of this. We're all connected, but you got to start out slow 
just like with anything else. And I feel like that has become my way of doing things. And this is, you know, it, it sounds a little wild to me still, like even like what close to three years doing this, because there's not really anyone that I can, or anything I can consult, like kind of like as a template, like, am I doing this right? Because I don't really see anybody else. I know a lot of other groups that are in outdoor Mm -hmm. spaces that are like very much about like BIPOC communities and things like that, which I love. But this specifically, you know, I'm figuring out a lot as I go along. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'm like that part about you cannot protect something that you're not connected. It also brought me that how the systems are in a way doing this on purpose so that way you don't protect it. And so the whole I always tell people unsubscribe from the corre corre unsubscribe because we live in a capitalist world or country if you want to just focus on where you live and it's all about the corre corre and the hustle and getting it done faster and the whole nine but nature when you're in nature you're not about that corre corre life you're like I want to sit still with this tree (laughs) I want to be here with it it is the complete opposite And it forces you to be present. One of my rules were in hiking is like no phones. And at first people get uncomfortable and I'm like, it's okay. I'll tell you when to take out your phone for like the photo, but you're going to be uncomfortable for the first few minutes. And then it's going to be a little easier. And then that moment when you forget that you didn't check on your phone to have a good time or to experience something, or even just to check on it, you're going to be, you're going to feel liberated because we're so tied to our phones. We're on the screen. Believe me, I know. I have to like, mm-hmm. I have to have a very, be very disciplined, mm-hmm. like extremely disciplined to not get caught up with the screens. And it's a practice. I tell people, I'm like, this is not, I, I know that hiking is like maybe your first step into the outdoor space, but it's not a one time thing. It's a lifetime thing. You know, the nature high can only last so long. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, it lasts mm, one week, I wanna say. You go hiking on a Saturday, you waiting for someone to ask you what you did this weekend at work on a Monday. You're excited. You want to be like, when I went hiking, you know, it's like this, all the sense of accomplishment too. So I tell people, I'm like, hold on to that, but you know, make your way back here because it fades. And sometimes you don't realize what it is that it's missing. And it's that sound like nature, like you made time for peace and wonder and connecting with yourself. And if you were out there long enough or you had the opportunity, like connecting with spirit, like that's in turn, like what this all brings you, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And talking about connecting to spirit in terms of also like as a healer, going back to you, can you share perhaps a personal or an experience via your clients that you've noticed that healing? Oh, for sure. I want to say I can definitely use my own experience. I I turned to this right at the moment where I left a 10-year relationship. I was with someone from the age of 21 to 31. And then I had just lost my job that year, that same year. And then I had found out, oh, I need a thyroidectomy. And oh, if I'm leaving this 10-year relationship, I got to move in with my mom again and get my life started over, like over I have no shame in saying like I had to like move into my old room in my mom's apartment in my old neighborhood and slept on an airbed for many months (laughs) for many months. And it was humbling. And it was it was it felt like I had just hit rock bottom. And of course, you know, you calculate all those things. I'm without a job, without a boyfriend. I'm starting my life over. Yeah, I have a car. Where am I going? And the only place that felt right because it didn't cost money. 
it was right there was like having some more time in nature. I just kept going there because I'm like, I got to get out of the house, <laughs> but I got to go somewhere productive and cheap. And it was all the national parks around here. Like it was just like as much as I could get. And I mean, I tell people, I'm like, yes, this is going to bring you peace. But if you keep coming and you add intention and you really bring forth the things in nature that you want to let go of, I promise you're going to start healing like ways that you probably didn't even think you could. Like I have left so many of my grievances and nature has taken care of it for me. Like I have found so much healing. I tell people, I'm like, look, we can go take a nice hike where you're feeling in turmoil. We can get on top of a mountain and cry a little bit. Like, I don't care. Like whatever feels right to you. Like this is your space. This is our space. And to me, like being out there by my, like going in distressed, and sad and feeling like nothing. And then being out there and kind of giving myself moments to forget that that is not my truth. That is just the situation right now Mm. is like, I get so much clarity in nature. And then I tell people like the reason why midway through a hike, we will stop and just take note of how we feel, take inventory right then and there, what's making us happy out here. Like you're basically just writing to your highest self is what it is. And I would do it because as a writer, I'd think, wow, I get my best ideas. I'm super fresh. Everything is clear. The thing that I was stressing about that I didn't know how to take from A to C, I found like the B in nature while walking because I just stopped thinking about it. Like the benefits are unreal. So it just allows you to step away, I think, from the corre corre, right? And just Mm -hmm. be with yourself. And I tell people, I'm like, this also feeds your intuition. Yeah. Nature is the thing that'll just feed that third eye in ways that maybe chilling out with a movie for two hours on Netflix will do. And I'm not hating on Netflix. I love Netflix. I don't count on it to rejuvenate me in that way. I know where to go for that. And I I tell people, you know the answer. You just don't know you know. But we don't give ourselves that time to just be by ourselves and ask ourselves, like, do we know? And nature is the perfect setting to do that. It's quiet. It's wondrous. You're so thankful to be there and you're in complete gratitude. I don't know anyone that's hiking with me that's like ick or cranky or in a, everyone is in a different state. And I think that that all gets neutralized and you're able to just be with yourself. And that's very rare now that you think about it with like the way we live our lives and the things that are asked Mm -hmm. of us. So I know that I still have more healing to do. This is not just like a one-time thing that I started, right? But Mm -hmm. what it's done for me is like, it kind of, I'm sure that I could probably heal without nature, but do I want to do that now knowing what's out there? No way. (laughs) That's medicina like sitting out there for me. So I know that it's at my disposal and I'm the only thing that nature will ask of you and us is that we take care of it, you know, bring all that you will and leave your worries with me type mother earth, like vibrations. And, you know, bring someone to the park, let someone know about hiking, let someone know that maybe this park might be a little bit threatened because of things that are coming underway. You know, there's so many ways to protect earth that I tell people, I'm like, even if you just give like a little bit back, it's a little bit that it didn't have before. It makes a big difference. Hmm. So I that mean, so important. Yeah. it's so, so, so important. I tell people like the healing that has happened out there, it's kind of like a super track, like deep healing in nature versus like, you know, maybe doing it at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. And for those that are listening, that are like, that sounds amazing. Now, how do I put that in practical little steps? 
Because I know you mentioned you love the newbie. So how would you start with a newbie that probably is like hiking, but is scared? Am I going to fall? Like there's a bug that's coming my way. What is that? Or is that poison ivy? You know, there's that kind of bugs out there. Of course. I mean, I tell people the best time to hike is spring and fall, winter and the summer. Those are two extreme weathers. And so sometimes people go out, they're not really taking certain things into account. So I would say start with some nice weather. And then I would do... I have some chill hikes that I could recommend, but I would start with something very easy. Like look, everyone's definition and perspective on these blogging sites and things like that for hiking is very specific, but it's coming from a very unique perspective. And so you have to just take that into account, but start out with an easy hike just because a hike is not difficult and you are not like sweating and killing yourself to get to top. That doesn't mean it's not a hike. I tell people that all the time. Like, just because it's not this extreme challenge of like what you have seen to be defined as a hike and like ads or whatever, it doesn't mean it's not a hike. So start out easy, go in the best temperature possible. And I say, if you're first, first, first hiking, go with a friend because hiking by yourself, even somewhere that you think is an easy hike, but you've never been there is going to be a little scary. (laughs) I tell you from experience, because when I would go hiking by myself, even though I knew the park, I'm like, This is a very different park now coming by myself. And I had to accept that and move on and work through it. And I tell people, like, it's not easy at first, but it's very gratifying. Like you come out of there feeling so strong, so resilient, so what's the word? Like you just accomplished the thing. Not only did you go on a hike, you went on a solo hike. So it's very different. So I recommend different things for different people. But I feel like first, first hike, you should definitely go with a friend. And if you have no other choice. Please let someone know where you're going to be. Send them the exact location. Share your location with a prima or something. Be like, hey, I'm expected to be out of here by two. And even if you're more beginner than that, and you're just like, I'm not even used to that setting. Like pick a park. Everyone has a park somewhat nearby and go to that park like by yourself and just take a walk, stop somewhere, put your phone away, maybe bring a journal if you have it and just take note of like, what's making you uncomfortable and maybe what's really giving you joy in that moment, because both can be true. Both can exist, but it's like, which one are you leaning more into? So if you're somewhere where you're a little isolated, but you love nature, maybe you need to move to a different part of the park where there's more people, but you're not so close to them. So you could have your own experience. It's more of like, how can I tackle this right now to make this work for me? Mm, I love it. Mm-hmm. And resources for people finding their nearest park because probably some are listening and be like, wow, oh, there probably are cool parks. What websites, what resources do you recommend? I, my first thing, and I know this doesn't make any sense, is that I will, if I know the name of the trail because somebody recommended it, I just Google the trail and then I look and see like who from what blog has written about it because somebody, and I like to read different perspectives. Like sometimes there's like a woman run hiking thing like blog, and she's giving you her insights with photos, like step-by-step how it was for her. And then sometimes it's a big company, like All Trails. All Trails is a great resource. It's an app as well. So that you can like save your hikes too, or save the ones that you want to do, like favoriting. And that is very thorough as well. They go easy, moderate, and difficult. And so I almost align very much so with like their reviews on like what is difficult and what is easy. So that's what I would recommend. But there are bunch of other resources. And so they're like the national resources, like companies like that. And then 
there are like smaller, like state by state clubs that you can look at. Like once you start looking at the trails, trails in New Jersey, like you're going to start to see like certain blogs like dominate. And you just have to see like, if you resonate with, I would go with the blogs in the descriptions. If you resonate with how they go about it and what tips they're giving you, like stick with that. Because like I said, it's a very unique perspective from where like what kind of hike is what. Mm, Yeah, so important. And where can people find you? I know you have an upcoming pro. I don't know if it's sold out or not. But yeah. <laughs> oh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Where can oh, we have an out? Earth Day camping trip. I'm so excited. This is Reclama's first camping trip. I'm very excited about this because it's perfect for the first time hiker. I mean, first time camper, really, because it's on a campground. I've already been there. I was there last year with friends. It's how we were able to like hang out during the pandemic. So I already know like kind of like a good setting for like a big group. So that makes me very, very excited and comfortable. And it's somewhere I've been, it's by the river. It's beautiful. And in addition to that, like on the trees, there's like electricity and water. And I know that's like, so what? That's not even camping. (laughs) Right, right. Ideal for first time campers because there's different levels of camping and I will do rustic all the way to glamping. I love it all. So this is just one of those things like we're setting up a tent together. We're going to make a fire together. And my friend and collaborator, Roxana Marraquin, is going to come and she's an herbalist and she's going to come and teach us some plant medicine and do some workshops with us. And we're going to forage together. So the hiking is going to be even more chill because really we're just like foraging. We're looking for like herbs and plantitas and things like that. So it's going to be a different kind of hike, even more chill than probably what I usually do. So it's, it's going to be a really like chill, I want to say almost feels like old school family type camping trip because we're also making a Sancocho together. And um, I'm about that Sancocho life on a camping trip. (laughs) I already did like a test Sancocho last week at the friend. So I saw very exciting. And I want to say like, I've been here and people always ask me like wild questions. Like, what about bears? What are them? Like, this is not that kind of jam very safe. And it's really more about like, if this is your first time and you've never been camping before, this is a good opportunity. Hmm. For those in New Jersey and East Coast, mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah. Come out. And come out. Yeah. Any, where can people get a hold of you in terms of contact information? Yeah. Well, I like to say I live on Instagram, not really much of the only platform I really focus on. And I update people there as much as I can, what's coming up. And then the second way I would say is the website. You can always see like all of the other events that's coming up. It's just Reclama. And it's spelled a little weird. It's R-E-C-L-A dot M-A. And you'll get a lot of information there as well. Yeah. And I'll put all that here in the show notes. Thank you. Cindy's been amazing. I can keep on talking and sharing about nature. But for the sake of the episode, we're at the end. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Everybody, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time.